Uh, good afternoon, everyone, and Merry Christmas. Uh, it's my joy to be speaking to you on this bit higher, on this uh, very special time of year, the night before Christmas. My name is Philip, uh, if we haven't met before. Uh, and I always thought um, I had a pretty normal name, or somewhat normal name. I know a few Philips, they're, they're pretty normal people. Um, but there have been a few times recently when I've been forced to question that. Uh, so one day, a few months ago, I was getting a coffee at Starbucks. The person asked for my name. I said, Philip. I was waiting for my coffee to come. Uh, and then this emerged on the other end of the counter. I assumed it was me. I can't imagine any fifths getting around the place. But uh, then uh, my wife and I took a team to the Thai Burma border from this church. Uh, we taught at a school there, these lovely kids. Um, a lot of the students, they didn't speak a whole lot of English, um, but they could still say names like Michael, they could say Serena pretty well, uh, but not one of them could say Philip. They ended up just calling me Teacher Plee Plee. Uh, <laughs> then my beautiful niece Summer, who's here tonight, she's three years old and it's the same. She can say everyone else's name in the family, but when it comes to me, she calls me Uncle Sibbet. Now, I thought I had a pretty ordinary name, but maybe I don't. Maybe there's more to it than I realized. And I think it's the same with Jesus. Now, I don't know if you picked up on it from those three readings we had, but the first two quotes from the prophet Isaiah, they're often quoted at Christmas, unto us a child is born. They're both predicting, they're both prophesying about a child who's gonna be born who will have an extraordinary name. This child is gonna be called Emmanuel, which means God with us, this child is going to somehow bring God to us, or this child is gonna be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. So for hundreds of years before Jesus was born, God's word, it was telling his people that somehow, someday, a human child was gonna be born and he would be God himself. Somehow this child would be God with us. Somehow this child would be the eternal father. For hundreds of years, the world was waiting to see how God would fulfill this promise of this childhood we would be born with these incredible names. But then from that third reading we had, we heard the Christmas story. We heard the story that Christians around the world celebrate at this time of year, the shepherds following the star, the stable or not, as Sam shared last week, the wise men with gold, frankincense and myrrh, the birth of this little boy, Jesus, this extraordinary name. Because Jesus, it's just the Jewish version of Joshua, which means the Lord is salvation, so the meaning is quite fitting, but there were Jesuses everywhere back then. It's kind of like if I asked tonight how many Joshes there were in the room. I assume there would be at least a couple. It isn't that extraordinary of a name. Whatever we may have expected from this promised boy who was going to be God with us, it probably wasn't this. God, Yahweh, the all-powerful, all-knowing, mighty God, eternal Father, he became Jesus. He became Josh, born to a poor young couple, the son of a tradie. Which has to lead us to ask, how do these two pictures actually fit together of this baby having such a great name, but also such an ordinary name? Well, imagine you knew absolutely nothing about the Christmas story or the Christian faith. If I'd said to you, God is going to become human, what would you imagine? 
I know I'd imagine the perfect person, incredibly attractive and charismatic and a world leader probably with some kind of superpowers and they'd probably take over the world with their powers. And even for Israelites back then, they only had the Old Testament writings to go on, but they were expecting God to send a powerful person to kind of overthrow and take over their enemies. But the Christmas story reminds us that God doesn't work in a way that we'd expect. Because when this child is born, this one who is called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace, there's absolutely nothing extraordinary about his birth. It's so incredibly ordinary that it's almost offensive. In fact, to many people of other religions, even the idea that God could become human in such a human way is incredibly offensive. There's a line that we just sung in Hark the Herald Angels Sing, and it captures this pretty well. It says, mild he lays his glory by. It sums it up pretty well. God is infinitely glorious. Looking at God is like looking at a thousand suns. And if we want to look at the sun, we need a filter. So mild he lays his glory by. This is why the infinitely glorious God became a little boy with an ordinary name so that we could look at the sun, so that we could look upon God. God, he voluntarily, he willingly, and he lovingly became one of us. And that's the hope of the Christmas story. Jesus became like us so that we could become like him. God knew that we could never climb up to him, we could never make ourselves good enough to live with him on our own, so he came down to us. God himself came down, he did what we couldn't do. He came himself to fetch us. Christmas means then that for you and me, there's all the hope in the world. When God showed up in Jesus Christ, he wasn't ruling with an iron fist, he came as a baby. But why would God come as a baby? Well, there's a passage in Philippians in the New Testament that sums this up pretty well. It says, Jesus existed in the form of God, but did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant, taking on the likeness of humanity. That's the Christmas story. That's already such an incredible display of God humbling himself, isn't it? But that's not where the passage ends it. Because the passage continues... And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And that's the Easter story. And that's why God came down as one of us, as a human, as a baby, because he came not to bring judgment, but to bear it, to pay the penalty for our sins, to take on the barrier between us and him so that we can live together. Jesus came to repair what's broken so that we can become like him. So that God can look on us as his beloved children. Now there are people here tonight I know who are in such pain, uh, who are facing such loneliness or facing such loss, and you feel sure that nobody cares. But in the Christmas story, that isn't true. Because in Jesus, God steps into every part of human suffering. He knows every corner of your experience. And Jesus, he loves us so much that he gave up his life 
for your sake, to give us peace with God, to give us that hope. God knows that you're anxious. God knows that you're feeling lonely. God knows that you're feeling lost. And God knows that you need a savior. That's why that little child was born on that first Christmas day. Jesus was born to bring us near to God so that we can live with him. Jesus literally moved heaven and earth to get near to us. So what are you going to do this Christmas season to draw near to God? Because heaven belongs to people who can humbly admit that they can't do it themselves, that they need Jesus. And I realize it takes enormous courage to do this because it means admitting that you can't do it yourself, you can't save yourself. It means trusting your life to Jesus, but that's the way towards all the other things that God can bring into your life, towards all the comfort, all the hope, all the joy. A baby has been born who was named God with us, wonderful counselor, mighty God, eternal father, prince of peace. But he was also named Jesus. An ordinary name because he was born in an ordinary way as one of us ordinary humans. God came down to us in Jesus to identify with us, to understand every part of our human experience, all of us little ones, to understand the poor, to understand the needy. He came to, to us as far as he could possibly come by coming as a helpless child. So we know that Christmas truly is for everyone. And so all we need to do is rest our hearts in the arms of our Father because of what Jesus has done for us. At Christmas, we celebrate the birth of Jesus because Jesus is God with us. Jesus is the hope of the world and Jesus is the name above every name. So I'm going to say a quick prayer now. If uh, you want to join in, it's a simple prayer. Just echo it in your hearts. So I'm just going to pray to God for that now. Our Father, this year I know uh, that I made a few mistakes. Lord, please give me hope. Thank you for this hope of Christmas that you stepped into the world to save people just like me. Help me to trust in Jesus, in his birth, in his death, and in his resurrection. Help me to step into his story and carry this hope into the new year. And please make 2023 a year of hope and joy and peace for all of us because of Jesus. Amen.